Hello everyone, welcome to Langstaff Assembly Podcast. My name is Yanaili Joyce and I'm your host for this episode. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages you and that it draws you near to God. We're going to be in the Samuels, 1st and 2nd Samuel, for my uh, consideration today. And... um, let me get my presentation up here. I've been doing a, uh, a character sketch on the life of David, actually just starting. And uh, this is the first in the series, David the Shepherd. My mind went to what we have in Acts chapter 13, because this seems to be one of the primary ways that we relate uh, to David, it's it's God's assessment of him, Acts 13 and 22, where God said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do all my will. I can't think of a, a anything better for God to say about a person than to call him or her a person after my heart. The question is, what does that actually mean? One definite quality that David possessed was the mindset of a shepherd. His upbringing and training obviously uh, contributed, but it was more than just a job for David. It became the the operating position of his heart. His care for sheep transferred to his attitude towards God's people. Now, just um, at the at the very start, I want to make this comment because very often when we talk about shepherds in a spiritual sense, uh, we are thinking of overseers, elders, uh, leaders, and that's true. They, they are shepherds. And so this message is for, uh, for you, brethren. Uh, but it's more than that. I want us to, I want all of us to, um, to kind of change our mindset a little bit and, and um, think of yourself as a shepherd. Singles, elderly, introvert, extrovert, uh, whatever Whoever you are, you are a shepherd. God wants you to have shepherd-like quality. So uh, what I have enjoyed, what I've lifted, I guess, from David's life are seven features uh, of the shepherd that have application in our lives. Now, uh, seven is a perfect number, but for a 20-minute devotional message, it's maybe not the perfect number. But uh, there will. So what I'll do is just um, I'll spend uh, just a certain amount of time on on each one as the time allows. So point number one is this: your work as a shepherd will require focus on others. I started, and, and this is really the first mention uh, back in 1 Samuel 16, 11, the first mention that we have of David 
um, and in his relationship to uh, sheep. It says, behold, he is keeping the sheep. He is taking care of the sheep. And you remember that situation where Samuel came to Bethlehem to anoint uh, the future king. And all of Jesse's sons, they passed by uh, Samuel and, and none of them were God's selection. And, and Samuel had to ask, is, is there anyone else in, in your family? He was, he was sort of baffled that, that God had not selected the, the firstborn and the big and the strong and, and, and these other men of Jesse's family. And Jesse said, no, there's one, the youngest. He is, he is the least and, and he is keeping the sheep. And so this is just a reminder to us that in, in our interaction with one another, uh, we need to focus on others. This is really the truth that we learned when we were going through Philippians. Remember in, in chapter two, where the apostle says, let each of you look not to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. In other words, our lives should not be self Focused. Yes, there is a certain amount of care and, and need that, that we have and that we need to look after ourselves, but primarily our focus should be on the needs of others. Like sheep, God's people need special care and attention. Many are lonely. Have you reached out to someone who you think is lonely? Many are hurting. It takes time to, uh, to, 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 to build into a person's life before you can even see sometimes that hurt and that need. Many are feeling sorrow. I just talked to a person who uh, was, was speaking about uh, when she was going through a difficult circumstance and in, uh, individuals, friends, and and family and believers were, were sending verses to her. And, and, and she commented on how that, that really encouraged her, these, these verses from God's word. And, and then she was talking about another individual who was, was also going through a difficult time and uh, people were sending verses and, and she, she felt like it was, it was kind of like she, she um, there, there was a lack of concern and, and there wasn't, um, they weren't showing the, the depth of, of love that, that, that she um, needed at that time. And so speaking into a person's life when they are vulnerable is a delicate thing and it requires sensitivity. Um, sheep need proper food and comfort. I'm not going to say much on that, but I did enjoy the words of uh, the psalmist David in Psalm 78, where he speaks of himself, where it says he chose, God says he chose David 
also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the ewes, great with young. He brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hand. He fed them according to the integrity of his heart. And so it is, it is from our, our uh, inward resources that we receive from God, and I'll speak to that in a minute, but it is from there that we are able to speak into uh, the needs of uh, those who are around us. Good to remember uh, those uh, that we love and those that we care for and those that we reach out to and those who we try to help, that, that they belong to God. We need to remember who owns the sheep. Secondly, your place as a shepherd will necessi necessitate you being present. In 1 Samuel 16, 19, um, it says, Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me David, your son, and I like this, who is with the sheep, who is with the sheep. And so shepherds belong with their sheep. If, if the sheep are in the fold, the shepherd should be there. If the sheep are grazing in the meadow, the shepherd is there. If the sheep are passing through a dark valley, then the shepherd is there with them. While this is true of, of every overseer, um, we, we, if we are going to help one another, then, then we need to be present for that person and a part of their lives. Shepherding is not something that is done from a distance, not something that's done from afar. Being present in someone's life is, is not being in their face all of the time, but, but rather it's giving them the attention that they need. And some sheep need more attention than others. And that's okay. This was the reality that made the Lord Jesus so great. He, he gave attention to, to the individual. He cared about the, the, the person. And he gave his time, his effort, his energy to that person. Thirdly, your bravery, your bravery as a shepherd will force you to draw strength from God. You can't do it on your own. And, and this is the, um, uh, the passage in chapter 17, where uh, David is speaking to King Saul and Goliath is, um, is threatening God's people. And, and uh, he is trying to convince the king that he, he is able to go and fight this giant. He says, I, 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 uh, there was a, a lion and a bear, and, and it took a lamb from the flock, and I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. 
And he says, uh, I struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. And so David, he got his courage, he got his strength from his God. I mean, lions and bears are fierce animals. It's one thing to go visit them in a zoo where there's, there's bars that are separating or distance that's separating. But, but when you're out alone, just, to, just think about this. When you're out in the darkness and, and, and you're alone and you have this, this flock of sheep that you're caring for, when a bear comes and, 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 and is hungry and is seeking to devour the sheep, I mean, it takes bravery to, to face that animal. Sheep need protection from the enemy because they are essentially weak and vulnerable. And the shepherd is, is the protector. I read an article in, um, it's actually a good one. You can, uh, you can see it online if you wish, Kyle Fairfield uh, in uh, the May issue of Truth and Tidings, he, he speaks on the subject of absenteeism in the local church. And uh, as he digs beneath the surface, he, he asks a, a, a series of questions. One of his questions was this, is the local church a safe place? Has our struggle for formalism sacrificed the spirit of acceptance? Are there expectations of external conformity that take priority over spiritual wholeness? I thought those were very searching questions because we want our our, 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 our places of gathering to be places that are safe for the sheep to grow and feed. But did you notice back in chapter 16, uh, it's actually verse 13, chapter 16, verse 13, when uh, after uh, Samuel had anointed David uh, to be the future king, that it says the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. The spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. I, I was looking up that word rush and it, it actually has the idea of prosper, of profit, to succeed, to advance. And so your courage in the face of danger is directly linked with your drawing strength from the Spirit of God, from God himself. That's why uh, Paul encourages the Ephesian believers in chapter 6, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Point number three is your equipment, or four, sorry, your equipment as a shepherd will take practice to master. Now, um, 1 Samuel 17, when David uh, is going out to face Goliath, verse 40, uh, it says, then he took his staff in his hand and chose five 
smooth stones from the book, uh, brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. His sling was in his hand and he approached the Philistine. Now the rod is not mentioned, but um, if you go to Psalm 23, which I will, uh, we will look at briefly in a moment, uh, you will find the rod is there. The staff, the sling, the rod, these are three instruments, three pieces of equipment that are very uh, closely associated with the shepherd. I was reading Dr. Uh, Kevin Lehman uh, in his book, The Way of the Shepherd, and uh, he, he, he gives uh, four uh, things that the staff represents or provides for the sheep. And, uh, and so we'll just, I'll just focus on the staff for a moment and, and we'll leave the others uh, for now. Number one, the staff represents the shepherd's responsibility to lead. He uses what is in his hand to gently nudge the sheep in the right direction. And so if there is a sheep that's wandering, then, then the staff is like an extension from uh, the shepherd himself and he, he nudges the sheep to bring it back into line. He uses it to establish boundaries. He, he will use that staff to, to tap a sheep and, and, and to on the shoulder just, just to, to keep it within the boundaries of where it should be. The staff helps the shepherd to rescue the sheep. Sheep are animals that are prone to wander. And it doesn't matter how good a shepherd may be, the nature of the sheep is to wander away. And so the, 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 the crook of that shepherd is used to, to, to reach and to, to pull that animal back from uh, precarious and, and sometimes very dangerous situations where it could be life-threatening for that animal. And four, it represents the shepherd's responsibility to encourage the flock. It is sometimes used to, to separate sheep or, or to pull a, a, a needy sheep closer to the shepherd or just to tap a sheep to, not, not for any other reason, but just to let the sheep know that the shepherd is present. Now, uh, I, I do have to be honest here. I, I, am, I, I have never shepherded real sheep. I think I heard that Irving did that. So if you want more uh, knowledge on, on the actual practice of taking care of sheep, then, then you can uh, give Irving a call. I think he can help you out a little more. But this is, these are just some of the things that I have uh, gleaned from others and, uh, and also from the word of God. Okay, number five, uh, your journey as a shepherd will involve submission and patience. I love this verse in, and, and we already alluded to it in the Psalms, but in 2 Samuel 7 and 8, uh, it says, Now therefore thus uh, you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be a prince over my people. So for David, it started leading in, in leading one kind of sheep to leading another kind of sheep. You remember Peter 
For him, it, it, it started by catching one kind of fish, uh, leading him to catch another kind of fish. And, and I guess just the, the point that I want to bring out here very simply is this. God has plans for each of our lives. God has a plan for your life. From the starting point of our circumstance to where he wants us to be, it is a journey of faith. And this speaks to the value of youth. What you are and what you do as a young person is important. Whether you are young physically, and there's a few, I believe, who are listening, or whether you are young in the faith, It is very important to, to listen to the shepherd's voice and to, and to, uh, and, and as a shepherd to uh, allow God to shape you and to mold you because it is, it is training ground. It, it's learning and developing uh, for what God has planned. David shepherded sheep in his youth. It wasn't high profile. It wasn't uh, even highly applauded. In fact, it was criticized by his brother uh, Eliab. He, he was not in the spotlight. He was out alone, away from uh, uh, really the, the, the view of others. But God had his eye upon him. You see, God values character and character takes time. It's not a switch that you turn on all of a sudden. It is a journey of continual submission to God and patience in what God is doing. Point number six is uh, your heart as a shepherd will need true compassion. And I really enjoyed all of the worship this morning, but especially what Tim had to say uh, about the tenderness of the, the shoot and the tenderness of, of the heart of the Lord Jesus. He, he was a true shepherd. And, and here in this, I, I don't have time to get into the details of, of first, uh, 2 Samuel 24, but uh, David did something that he shouldn't have done. He, he went and, and numbered the people, which God ha had commanded them not to do. And, and as a result, I believe there were, there were 70,000 men who had fallen in Israel. And the point that I wish to make is that David here, he, he, he says he would rather take the punishment himself uh, than, than see God's people suffer. This is what, this is what our Lord Jesus did. This is what, uh, he, I, I mean, he had no sin, but he willingly took our cause to the cross and he willingly paid the full price. But true shepherds are men and women who are people of compassion. I'll close with this here at Psalm 23. And um, it's a beautiful psalm. I, uh, I'll just, I'm not going to go down through the whole psalm, but just, just to give you this point, your effectiveness as a shepherd will depend on your supply line. And psalm 23 uh, is a psalm of David, and 
it just reminds us that that he as a shepherd david as a shepherd needed a shepherd he needed the lord the da david says and and this is probably the most precious of the whole psalm the lord is my shepherd so real so very personal so immensely beautiful and and i want to ask you this morning I want you to be searched by this question. Each and every one of us, can you say this? The Lord is my shepherd. Can you honestly say? Because this is what it means to be a Christian. This is what it means to be a believer. John 10 perfectly parallels with this because the Lord Jesus is the, the good shepherd who, who gives his life for the sheep. He lays down his life for the sheep. Can you honestly say today, the Lord is my shepherd? But what we learn from the song is that shepherds need to be cared for as well. And David is, is living. As we, as we read this psalm, we learn that David is living from a place of fullness. You cannot expect to be a shepherd if you are not being shepherded. When, uh, when Rich uh, Velotis was asked about the current state of Western transformation, spiritual transformation. He quoted the late Robert Maholan, uh, who divided Christian philosophy into two camps. Number one, this is a quote, or I'll just give you the whole quote. We can be in the world for God or in God for the world. Now, I want you to listen to that again. We can be in the world for God or in God for the world. Now, do you notice the subtle difference? The, the language is similar, but the perspective is altogether different. Being in the world for God is, is noble and, and uh, most the most typical way of, of considering our, our mission as believers. It's, it's getting out there and, and trying to, uh, to change the world for God, trying to see souls saved for God. Because God is most passionate about what I am most passionate about, right? But being in God for the world is a totally different concept. It starts with God. It means spending time with God. It's walking with God. It's allowing God to work in us. And it is drawing our resources from God so that from that position, we can, we can be a force. We can show the world what God is like. And I believe that that's what Psalm 23 is all about. Now, uh, David, in at least from my observation, and I'm not going to go through these, but David made 10 statements in this psalm that reflects what God was doing in his life. 
This is David being in God for the world. I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He leads me. He restores me. Uh, he is with me. He comforts me. He prepares a table for me. He anoints my head. Uh, his goodness and mercy follow, and I will dwell in his house forever. So um, may God help each of us uh, just to, to seek to reflect uh, the heart of, the, of the, the shepherd that we love, our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, what David, uh, what God wrote on, on David's tombstone, <laughs> I believe is worth going after, worth all of us pursuing. He was a man after God's own heart. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening. What a privilege it was to share God's word with you today. We pray that you were fed, strengthened, and more equipped to run the race with perseverance. To listen to more podcasts like this, make sure to subscribe. For more content from Langstaff and to connect with us, go to langstaffassembly.com. Have a blessed day and we'll see you next time.